Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast, off-season edition. And it's been about a month, but we're here. Happy June to everyone. We're basically at summertime. We're almost at summertime. Hope everyone had a good Memorial Day weekend. And uh, we're here for a, a short, quick episode, but I've wanted to record this for a little bit, just giving everyone a quick few updates on OTAs and how they're going. Um, there's not really much we can take out of them because we are not there and only a few people, part of the press, are there. And not huge amounts of news are coming from OTAs, but I do want to hop on here on the mics and just record a quick update for anyone who needs it. Uh, my name is Josh, if you're new here, and I'm here with my friend and my co-host, Alex. Alex, how are you doing? Uh, like I said, we're in the month of June, and we are closing in on our high school graduation, and um, we're going to be heading off to college sooner than later. So uh, I want to get your thoughts on, on first how you're doing. And then, I mean, how you feel about this this deadline here of graduation fastly approaching now T minus twenty something days? Um, it's uh, it's interesting. I don't, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'm excited or sad or not, no emotion whatsoever. But um, it's certainly, I'd say it's interesting how quickly it's come to a close. I guess, but I'm excited for you know, I guess the next chapter of our lives, as people call it. But you know, I don't know. I, I don't want to get all sappy on the podcast, all right? Here I come over here to rage about the Giants, get excited about the Giants, talk about the Giants. No one no one cares about me, respectfully. I'm sure that's what everyone's thinking right now. So, you know, I'm I'm doing all right. I'm I'm excited for everything and I'm excited for this Giants season coming up. Look at that transition. Yeah, I, I, I do appreciate that. I, I I know I'd like to you know, dibble dabble into our personal lives from time to time. But I, I do agree this podcast is to even get our minds off of that and talk strictly giants and giants only. So that's exactly what we'll do here. Uh, and I'm glad you transitioned to it. So let's get our stuff out the way. All seven draft picks. I know this is a little bit late, uh, especially with the draft happening uh, over a month ago at this point. But all seven draft picks have now been signed by the New York Giants, including Deontay Banks and John Michael Schmitz since the last time we recorded an episode, which was early May. The legacy games have been announced to the New York Giants this upcoming season. We already had an episode. Was our, was it our last episode was the schedule release one? I think so, when we broke down the schedule. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Since that time, the Giants have released their legacy games. Is that the same type of promotion that they did this past year, Alex? That was pretty successful where they had the games. Like yeah, I think they did Giants. three games last time. So so it's going to be where they wear the old blue jerseys and they decorate the Giants uh, MetLife Stadium and like the retro themes with the stuff on the sideline. We went to one of those games, I think, Alex, and that was a really fun event. I thought it was super cool the way they did it. So I'm happy they're bringing them back. Specifically, it's going to be the game on Sunday, October 22nd against the Washington Commanders. And then on Monday, December 11th, Monday Night Football, obviously, against the Green Bay Packers. The Aaron rodgers Green Bay Packers, I should say. I just Bless you. Thank you. I don't know if you're cutting that out or not, but it was in there. So that came out of nowhere. Anyway, um, yeah, so two legacy games for the Giants this year. And uh, there's not too much information, so I don't want to take over. Oh, I'll be over half if I keep talking. So, Alex, I'll give you the other stuff to talk about. Yeah, this also happened, I want to say, almost two weeks ago now. Um, Giants have added ex-Titans executive interim GM for a while, uh, pre- or head of player personnel for a while, Ryan Cowden, to the front office as an executive advisor to the GM. Uh, Cowden is very close with Joe Shane. Uh, they came up together with the Panthers, 
um, overall, you know, a really close relationship between the two. And it was kind of always predicted that Cowden would eventually join this front office, um, in addition to Brandon Brown, obviously, who is currently Shane's uh, right hand man. So that's certainly, um, you know, another interesting dynamic. How is Cowden going to fit in next to Brandon Brown? Is this kind of a predictable replacement here because you know Brandon Brown is probably going to be moving on in the near future? Is this a nice spot for Cowden to kind of re uh, restart, you know, re I guess get a fresh look out on his career at this point in time? He was interim GM for a little while. Now he's coming back as an executive advisor. Can he kind of ride the Joe Shane wave uh, to possibly another GM gig? That's going to be, I guess, kind of what we're looking at here, but another experienced figure. Uh, to bring in uh, to this Giants front office. And then another person, Josh, do you have anything to say real quick before I move on to this other? Well, I was just saying you you said the news uh, came out a, f- a couple of weeks ago. Yes, it did. But it wasn't official, Alex. Today on Thursday. That's why we didn't record till now. Because that's we really what it was. It was the Ryan Cowden official news because today ESPN reporter Jordan Ron said he officially joined the New York Giants. See, it wasn't official up until that point. So that's why we really couldn't record the week after our schedule release episode. We had to make sure it was official, you know? So yeah. we we're really strapping in the seat. Of really it. the only reason. Really the only reason. Yeah. Um, the Giants also have hired former Harvard and Wake Forest DB Isaiah Wingfield uh, as a new scouting assistant. That's an entry-level scout. Um, and hopefully he can bring uh, a nice dynamic to the Giants scouting room. Always good. Uh, to bring new fresh faces with different perspectives. Obviously played football himself in college. Could be a nice addition. Don't really know much about him. Obviously this is probably one of his first gigs in this department. Uh, And then Brian Dable, we're shifting towards OTAs now. OTAs also started a couple weeks ago. Uh, We're at about the midway point through OTAs at this current time. Um, On Saquon Barkley uh, and his contract situation, Brian Dable said, that situation is going to be between Saquon and the organization. That was pretty much all that was said regarding um, that situation. I feel like I've said situation 1,800 times, but it was also in the quote, so you can't really blame me. Um, and that is all we have right now on the Saquon Barkley news front. I didn't say situation that time. And uh, we'll see what happens going forward. With the, Not a lot of stuff coming out recently about it. It seems like it's kind of a stalemate. There is that July deadline for the franchise tender, so that's going to be interesting to see what happens by that point in time. Could we see post-OTAs, maybe a little bit more um, movement on the contract front? That is possible, but it's going to be an interesting few weeks here for the New York Giants. Obviously, uh, this is something I forgot to write down for us to talk about, but DeAndre Hopkins was cut um, by the Arizona Cardinals. And a lot of people are talking about, do we even keep Saquon Barkley when you could go get DeAndre Hopkins, even though he's probably going to cost like 18 million a year. But uh, that's another, you know, I guess piece to the puzzle now in terms of like the big offseason news. You know, Lamar Jackson got his contract. Daniel Jones got his contract. We've seen a lot of other stuff go down. Aaron Rodgers, obviously the big thing. Saquon Barkley is kind of one of those top NFL stories at this point in time. Uh, along with some of the trade guys like a Dalvin Cook, who you know is requested to trade, etc. But Saquon Barkley, his situation, and now DeAndre Hopkins, those are some of the, I guess, top NFL storylines at this moment in time in this kind of dead period of the NFL offseason. Alex, I'm sorry, I, I have to bring it up because th- this stems from the Saquon Barkley news. I, I do have to say that uh, un- 
and it does seem like nothing's going on because as we found out from one of our friends who took a picture with Saquon Barkley on a plane that uh, he's traveling around. He's living his life right now. And the man is sitting first class on a commercial airline flight. Like what is good? Like Saquon needs this new contract giants. I mean, not flying private in his own jet. What is going on? They're not giving him the money. He's got franchise tag money, giants franchise tag money. You're putting this man first class on like Delta. I have no idea what's. Uh, I think he's first class on Spirit Airlines. It doesn't look good for him. The the picture did not look like a top tier. It didn't even look like it had TVs on the back of that of, of those shares. It's not. I don't good. know what's going on, but the the Giants need to step up their game here. I mean, I don't know, man. Do I do I need to drive him personally to wherever his destination is? I don't understand. What is he? What do, what does he need to sign? This is the real question. Uh, in the beginning of OTAs, we saw that Daniel Jones was very happy. He seemed very excited. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, guys, Daniel Jones is so giddy. He's so excited. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that. I mean, I would be excited too if I got Darren Waller and uh, Jalen Hyde in the, in the draft and a couple other pieces to help out this team better than last year, right? The Giants are really trying to help out Daniel Jones when they gave him this new contract this offseason. Uh, you have that the dead snap is a go, which is per Daniel Jones. Uh, this is something to do with our new center, John Michael Schmitz of the Giants drafted. It was used by John Michael Schmitz in college. It's just a different way to snap the ball. Uh, and that is something that, you know, John Michael Schmitz being our new starting center is incorporating with him into uh, this New York Giants offense. And it, this is different, obviously, from when the Giants had Nick Gates, who uh, left the team after this season and went to our NFC East rivals, the Commanders. The difference between the dead snap, for people who don't know, the dead snap, it's quicker release. Uh, you get it off your hand quicker. It's more accurate, but it doesn't have as much velocity on it. So that is the, I guess, difference between that and, you know, your classic snap uh, for you center fans out there or people who wanted to get educated on the snapping mechanisms used by centers in the NFL and in college. There you go. Um, and then former Giants safety Tony Jefferson we talked about it that he was trying to bulk up to be a linebacker earlier in free agency. Well, that didn't really work out well, uh, and he has retired after a pretty luxurious career in the NFL. Wanted to mention that uh, a former Giant, a recent Giant, retiring. So I thought that was uh, nice to bring up there. And then the main point of today's episode uh, is the OTA notes, the OTAs, uh, what's been happening at OTAs. I've said that three times now. And we've only had two looks really into what's been happening. There was only two media open OTA days so far in the two or three weeks that we've had them. Um, so at this point, they've had two days and we don't really have much to go off of. Uh, we had a David Sills injury in the first OTA that was open to the media, but he was back for the second OTAs. Uh, so Sills Army is still going strong. Uh, Deontay Banks was playing with the ones pretty much as expected at the outside cornerback position, Cordell Flott starting in the slot with the ones in OTAs. And then the biggest surprise is Nick McLeod is getting a ton of work at safety with the ones. He was a corner last year, slot corner mostly for the Giants, but seeing a lot of reps at safety and people are bringing up a lot of comparisons to former Giant uh, Julian Love, who is now with the Seattle Seahawks, about kind of being that all all use gadget type safety slot corner can even play on the outside at times um set you know db and that's kind of what people are saying with nick mcleod and what could possibly be going on here with otas uh and where he 
is going to, and where he could be in training camp and even during the season. And he looks like a guy who is uh, very much likely to make the roster, even though some may have written him off, uh, you know, post free agency and post draft. And then we saw Ben Bredesen starting at left guard um, as the starter with Azudu uh, with the twos. John Michael Schmidt starting, obviously. Glowinski right guard, Neil Thomas on that offensive line, just trying to go through any of the kind of surprises there. Bredesen was a little bit of a surprise, I guess, for some. Could see Azudu win that job back in training camp. And then the offense, Daniel Jones has been looking really sharp. Jalen Hyatt getting some good looks. Darren Waller looking good. Uh, Darius Slayton, Hodgins, Paris Campbell, that receiving room looks really deep. Um, and they look like they're getting some good connections with Jones. That's really it for OTAs in terms of what we know, what we saw, what we heard. Um, and hopefully we'll have more as time goes on. And obviously, once you get to training camp, you get a lot more stuff, a lot more information. Yeah, I think one more thing, if you didn't mention it, which you might have, Jalen Hyatt, uh, just adjusting into the playbook. It'll take some time. And that's what Giants uh, writers have been saying. He's been involved in like the five on five and seven on sevens. Remember, OTAs is really, I don't want to say just for fun, but it's really just practice. These guys are not really doing a lot of 11 on 11 drills. Uh, It's a lot more five on five, seven on seven, sometimes even like nine on nine uh, action they do as well. Uh, So it's just it's just a few different versions of that, I guess you can say. And um, that was the only last thing that I had that you didn't cover, Alex, was that uh, the report, the beat reporters have been just mentioning Jalen Hyatt and adjusting him to this Giants offense and more importantly, the playbook, which he's already learning at this point and will continue to learn over the summer. And then I had one more fun thing we could do talk about real quick before we end the episode. Josh, I'm not sure if you saw this, but on the Giants Instagram and then their social media pages, you know how they go around and interviewing the players and asking them a whole bunch of different goofy questions. Yeah, well, yeah. Did you I was see like, the one about the boy band that they were asking which Giants players would it would be uh like which one of your teammates would you want to be in a boy band with no number one they asked like the worst people they asked evan neal who like evan neal said that andrew thomas would be in his boy band like andrew thomas i've never heard him speak a word um paris campbell i think it was said that daniel jones would be in his boy band daniel jones again not really a boy band nobody mentioned david sills david sills looks like your prototypical boy band (laughs) member and no one said him. A David lot of Sills. Jihad Wards, which is good. I, I wanted that. but Someone said Jihad Ward. Everyone said Jihad Ward. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I, he's a most vocal guy in that locker room. So I would say him. Um, I would say probably Julian Love, when he was still on the team, would have been a good shout there, too, because he was, like, the captain, yeah. and he definitely talked a lot. Um, well, obviously, we know Xavier McKinney likes to party it up from his trips during the bye weeks and getting, <laughs> you know, his hands and fingers broken so in Cabo so I guess maybe he's a good boy band shout out um I feel like he definitely listened to some like alternative pop back in the 2000s when he was growing up I feel like he's definitely that type of guy I don't know I get that vibe um also went to Bama too so I feel like you got to know a good good amount of boy bands if you're going to Bama for college and um yeah I think that I think that's really hits but David Sills looks like he could be in one direction or what would have been in one direction would have been in one direction yeah yeah, no, I, I definitely see that. I think that's a good No show. one said it. I was devastated. As soon as they brought up the question, I was like, someone's going to say David Sills. No one said David Sills. Sills Army, where are you? Complaining. I don't understand. If they were going to do a best dancer, I think we both know who that would be. Dexter Lawrence, right? Yes, he is the greatest dancer. I can't see him as a boy band guy, though. Yeah, he's. I don't know. I don't know what it is. 
<laughs> but um, I don't see uh, each other, each each of us as boy band guys either. So no, I, guess, I don't think no. so. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like that was a good shout there to to end the episode. Uh, we appreciate you listening to this episode as short as it was. Uh, we thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe anywhere. Follow us on the socials, the Giant Take Pod on Twitter and TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, the Giant Take Podcast. Alex on Twitter at Anorian23. I'm on Twitter at JoshJello29. And um, Alex, you can end this one or, yeah. Yes, I will. Thank <laughs> you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Um, not much to say today, but uh, we will hopefully have more the next time we come and speak with you, to you, to you, I think is the best way to say it. Um, enjoy this, I guess, intro. We're almost in introduction to summer, I guess you can say. So enjoy this June period before uh, summer. Enjoy those final few weeks before your summer vacation or whatever you may be doing this summer. So um, please, everyone, enjoy, and we'll see you next time uh, with more OTA content, whatever Giants content we can come <laughs> come up with because it's really, really dry right now, but we will try our best. See you next time. Peace. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.